0: ...the man whom I, and millions of others, admire for his rock-solid faith. What were the forces that shaped her intellect and personality, driving these two disparate characters together? A basic search made me hungrier to know more. I learned that Joy was born during the Great War and came of age during the Great Depression. She joined the Communist Party of the United States of America, CPUSA, during the turbulent 1930s, and wrote her way into the red-hot spotlight of New York City's literary left. As the nation tumbled toward a second world war, she made a name for herself fighting fascism on the battlefield of the page, participating in rallies and symposiums alongside some of the most eminent voices of the century. I wanted to know more about her career, as well as about her troubled first marriage to the charismatic war veteran William Lindsey Gresham, about how she captivated the heart of C.S. Lewis, and about her influence on several of his finest books. Surprised by Joy, Till We Have Faces, The Four Loves. Contrary to what many people assume, Lewis's autobiography, Surprised by Joy, is not about the woman who edited its final draft and would become his wife two years after its publication, but it still has everything to do with what brought them together. Both Joy and Lewis longed all their lives for a spiritual realm that transcended both the beauty and the quotidian sting of earthly existence. I was intrigued by the spiritual journey that led this daughter of Eastern European Jewish immigrants on a journey through Marxism and agnosticism, culminating in Christianity. Everything I read about Joy left me wishing for a more thorough look at her pre-Lewis years and a more balanced treatment of her story. Most accounts of her life seemed glazed with a kind of hero worship, perhaps meant to counterbalance disparaging characterizations by many of Lewis's Oxford friends. But Lewis, a Christian for whom humility was a way of life, would have eschewed the rose-colored glasses approach. Joy was a splendid thing, he writes in a grief observed. A soul straight, bright, and tempered like a sword but not a perfected saint, a sinful woman married to a sinful man, two of God's patients not yet cured. I was intensely curious about the authentic human struggles behind the popular romanticization. When I contacted Joy's son, Douglas Gresham, he put me in touch with a cousin, Susan Davidman Cleveland, Joy's niece and the daughter of Joy's only brother, Howard. Susan graciously invited me to Massachusetts to view and photocopy boxes of family papers, including a trove of Joy's childhood photos and letters written to and from her, her parents, and her brother. No one outside the family had ever seen this material. It was a biographer's bliss. Susan connected me with her mother, Howard's first wife, Ruth. She had known Joy well, often spending weekends during the war with Joy and Bill Gresham, while Howard was stationed overseas. When we first spoke, Ruth expressed hesitation about being interviewed. On the one hand, no one had ever interviewed her, and she was eager to set the record straight about a certain defining period of Joy's life. On the other hand, she was concerned that I wouldn't believe her. The account Ruth disputed is presented consistently across Lewis biographies and Shadowlands. The salient segment goes like this. Fleeing her abusive marriage to the philandering, alcoholic Bill Gresham, Joy moved her two small sons to England, where post-war living was cheaper. This version is consistent with what Joy herself told Lewis, his brother Warney, and their friends Chad and Eva Walsh. But it's not exactly true, Ruth said. Ruth wanted to know if I was another C.S. Lewis fan out to perpetuate the myth. I assured her that my sole objective was to write a fair, accurate portrait of joy based on reliable evidence, that I did not intend to idealize or demonize anyone, that I would be profoundly grateful to hear her memories, and that I would listen with an open mind. Ruth agreed to meet with me, and I began visiting regularly with my tape recorder and a few slices from the pizzeria around the corner. Nevertheless, I was skeptical about Ruth's version. Certainly I couldn't accept the word of one person over a scholarly historical consensus. But as my research mounted, a pattern began.